Oh, hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and joining me today are Ken Hester. Yo. Jamie Buford. Hello. And and we have a guest, Mr. Micah Stokes. What up, what up? Special guest. Special guest, Micah Stokes. I feel special. Do you feel you special? Should. You feel honored? <laughs> Mike is here by default today because he's actually on our next podcast as an interview (laughs) for young adults in the church. And we're like, you know, you're already here. So, you know, bonus episode. Bonus episode. I know, right? I was just like, I thought I was just booked for one episode. Nope. Nope. You're on two, two, but we're only paying you for one. So (laughs) you're getting paid for one, but you're on two. That's how we do it around here. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, hey, we want to welcome everybody who are joining us right now. We absolutely love that you are joining this podcast. So however you found it, whatever platform you're listening on, thanks for listening. And as always, we want them to do what, Jamie? We want them to like, comment, subscribe, and leave us five-star reviews. You nailed it. You got it down. Got it down. Yeah, down. Positive it only took me down. like a year, but I've got it down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Only 40 podcasts, and now you got it. I got so, it. You I know, got it down. <laughs> we're good to go. Uh, is everybody doing well? Doing yeah. well. Good. Ready doing to go. Good. Ready to yeah. go. Well, we're going to jump into part two. So last week we did why you can have hope in the church that Jesus established. This is, of course, in a hope series that we're doing here at Crosswoods Fellowship, but we felt everybody needs a little hope right now. That's right. Mm. This world's a little chaotic still. Yeah. Uh, not to ruin anybody's day, but the other day I was thinking, guess what we get to do in the next year? Go into the next political season already. Oh. oh. Yeah. We do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't that great? That time because it's about that time, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 About that time. I did, so. I did see a commercial mm-hmm. uh, the yep. other day. I was like, oh, yeah. Just when you thought. Maybe it'll be better <laughs> this time, guys. That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, Jamie. I'm hopeful. Right. There's hopeful. I'm yeah. Hopeful. There's hopeful. Yeah. yeah maybe this time will be better. The sun will come out tomorrow. Yes, yeah. The sun's gonna come up tomorrow, but it's gonna scorch and burn the earth. This ashes. And there's the balance. That's the balance. So. Right. Oh yeah, we're talking about hope. We'll talk about we're talking hope. about hope. <laughs> Let's hit reset on that one. Play so, the music again. So as you, there we go. Right. Here we go. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna hit that all again. Hey, reset, reset. Um, no, but seriously, we uh, we love hope. Jamie had a great statement. I think on week one of hope, where you said hope is dangerous mm-hmm. to lose. It's a dangerous thing to lose. And I yeah. I've been using that a lot. I heard you. Use yeah, that. I use yeah. it every week because it's nice. it's a great, simple, profound truth. When you lose hope, boy, uh, things get real difficult and real dark real quickly. Mm-hmm. Ironically. That mm-hmm. quote comes from the show Lost. I was gonna, so. I was gonna say, Micah, do you know where that <laughs> profound quote? Is it really? Yes. Yeah. So ironically, that I, that I have quote never watched <gasps> an episode. Micah's of, never watched an episode of Lost. Wow. You want to know a true story? Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode. I was with Ken. Remember this? We were at Derek's house. Yes. Remember that? Derek Children's house. Yep. yep. And uh, had like a watch party. Ken. Yeah. I watched the very first episode, and at that episode, I was like. They're all dead. They're in purgatory. Yeah. No. I never, I seriously did that. And I never watched I another episode. That. And then I watched what? the last episode. I'm like, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. So now I don't have to watch it. Now I'm going to watch yeah. it. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Another fun Sorry. fact. Another fun fact. This has nothing to do with hope at all, people. Let's so just hope, welcome guys. to our day. Let's talk about hope. Uh, another fun fact. I actually visited Hawaii. During the <gasps> filming, did you see and them? saw the plane crash? I didn't what? see any actors or anything, but I was able to take pictures like the set with the of the set, plane. With the plane crash, and everything. That's that very cool. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So was that, was that honeymoon yeah. purgatory? No, that was uh, no, <laughs> that was uh, actually it's kind of a sad time. My oh. grandma had passed away, <laughs> and she lived in Hawaii, so we went for wow. Yeah, wow. thanks, Micah, for bringing wow. that up. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> 
So hope. So guys. <laughs> Play guess, the music again. I guess, I guess if you get lost in purgatory, being on Hawaii, I guess is probably the best yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It could be worse. You could be in like West Virginia. That that, that <laughs> is true. There Shout out to your parents. Places. Shout out to my parents in West Virginia. <laughs> two of the four listeners of this podcast. <laughs> All right. So personal hope. We use Romans fifteen thirteen as kind of the basis for it. Real quickly, this is just a reminder that God is the source of hope, and the product of hope, like the the what we see as a result of hope is joy and peace. And so I think it's a good gut check mm-hmm. moment for everybody listening, for ourselves, that we know we have real hope, the real hope that only God can give, because we have authentic joy and peace in our life. And that's really what I love about that verse. And that kind of kicked off the whole thing. And then we talked about the church that Jesus established in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Verse 25, let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, mm. but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So this is bridging now the gap of, I have personal hope because of the hope that I have in God, which gives joy and peace, gives me access into his presence, mm-hmm. right? All those great things that come with that. But at the same time, we're also called to be the church. And right. so this is dual meaning. It's the actual church structure system that Jesus establishes, but then it's us as the church. And it's just a good reminder, reminder everybody this last week, hey, there's virtual is good, online campus mm-hmm. is good, yep. and person's better. Yeah. There I said it. I you said, said it. it. You said it. it Sunday too. Yeah. It's just true. We were we were built for community. We were built for relationship. Yep. We were literally created for relationship yes. with one another and with God. Yeah. One hundred. So yes. You know, uh, you get what you can get out of an online experience. But yeah. as yeah. you mentioned before, if there's not a health reason why you yeah. can't be in person right. in church with people, then yeah, be there. Either. Yeah. So don't be lazy. And yeah. the and the during quarantine, the mental the rise in mental health issues is so evidence yep. and proof of that that we clearly were were created for a relationship. Yeah. So diving into today, kind of part two, um, is you know, Jesus established the church and and we can have hope in that. And I, I think again, in conjunction with that last little conversation about relationships and what we're created for, we have to also be reminded that everyone has a place in the church. Mm. Yep. Everyone Mm. has a place in the church. Not just the people that you like, not just the people that you get along with, not just the people that are in your small group. The people that vote like you. Yes. That look like you, that vote like you, that think like you. But everyone, everyone has a place in the church. And, And I love 1 Corinthians 12. You, know, you can read 12 through 14 um, as, as full context, but specifically verse 12, I'm going to share with you. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. And in verse 14, it says, for the body does not consist of one member, but many. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. Everyone has a place. Everyone has something to bring to the table. Different perspectives, different insights, different backgrounds, different political views, different um, cultural you know, views, different eth- ethnic views. All of those things make us one body and also make us stronger. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes we just get well, I got a bad email or I got a bad phone call, so I don't want to. I don't want to. I've had a tough conversation with that person, so that maybe I should help them find another church, or that doesn't make me comfortable. Mm. So now, I, and and that's not who we were called to be. That's not who Christ called us to be. Christ called us to be the hope of the world through the church, which means 
everyone has a place. We're not always going to agree. We're not always going to see eye to eye on stuff, Mm -hmm. but there is strength in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can't let the past hurts that maybe people have experienced at churches that keep us from the church. I think that's a thing that the enemy loves to do is like, I mean, let's face it. A lot of people get wounds from the church or Christians. And so they just lump everybody into it. And it's like, well, don't, don't just lump everybody into your bad experience and neglect being part of the body, Mm. you know? And uh, so we got, and and we need, we need everybody. Like even around this table, we're all from different parts of the country. We all have different backgrounds. Mm. We all got different thoughts on certain things and, but we're here and it makes Mm -hmm. it stronger. Mm -hmm. This podcast is stronger because Mike is here. That's right. I feel right. that. Oh, right. Micah. So does that mean I can come back already? Or well, we already to told you you have two to do today, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how that the goes. Test. We'll, we'll see how the know. subscribes go and, or the unsubscribes yeah. go after that. Right. I mean, yeah. I filled I filled out the application yeah. to you know replace Jamie, um, yeah. but you know, this is your fire. Interview fire. This is the interview. This is the interview. Interview process. Okay. All right, guys. So idea number two, it is the church that can change a city. And this comes Mm. from Acts 17.6. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Yeah, I love that verse. Yeah, Andy, tell me more about that verse and how that relates to the church changing the city. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome, Andy. Take it away. (laughs) So Acts, the entire book of Acts is the formation of the church, and it's the release of the church. Mm-hmm. And so at, at all within a short period of time, you have the church formed where in Acts 2.42, you know, they gather together daily, they're breaking bread, they're praying, they're encouraging each other. It says that all came on every soul, mm-hmm. that the Lord is adding to their number daily. Yeah. Then they spilled out into the streets and signs and wonders followed the, the disciples. Uh, and then quickly after that, you see Peter standing up in front of a few thousand people, giving a message. Yep. A lot of people are saved at that point. Uh, and then you see persecution almost immediately begin mm-hmm. to hit the church and begin to hit Christians. You see James become the first martyr mm-hmm. in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Stephen. 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 Yep, not yeah. James. Stephen becomes the first martyr in the book of Acts. Uh, you see Saul rise to kind of his evil, mm-hmm. the evil side before he turns to Paul. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really, really powerful things happening in the book of Acts. You know, Paul and Silas are in prison. Um, you got the shadow of the disciples are healing people. Uh, blind people are getting sight. I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff happening in Acts, which, by the way, side note, should be happening today, in my opinion, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if the church actually lived up to what the church should be. Right. But Acts 17.6 is a great, great motivator for a church that can change the city because the disciples got a reputation, and the reputation was they were turning their world upside down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that, Jamie and <laughs> listeners, is that these are uneducated, ordinary men. Yeah. Mm. You know, and honestly, out of the disciples, you got a tax collector, you got a doctor. So there's some education level, but most of them are just uneducated fishermen and they're just right. normal. They're just normal people. Right. Normal well, people. And, and a lot of times you know, we're studying scripture, especially New Testament, but ultimately these guys were the New Testament, right? So they had mm-hmm. been with Jesus, yep. which yeah. is why there was transformation, which is yeah. why people were mm-hmm. writing about them and what was going on. Now we go back and look at what they did and what they yeah. what they accomplished. Well, another passage, I think it's in Acts as well, it says that we can tell that these men have been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. So these guys are with Jesus, but they go out into their city and they literally are turning it upside down to mm-hmm. the point where the governors are begging them to shut up. They're actually begging them, like, stop. Like, stop saying, stop doing what you're doing because you're creating such a such chaos and such a right. riot. 
but it's because people for the for now let's think about why so mm-hmm. why was that because mm-hmm. jesus was there for three years and you never hear it about him he never and there's no verse that says jesus turned the city upside down right he actually didn't have a ton of people at one time he had big pockets here or there but he had a few people follow him jesus and this is where i think it really starts to make sense when jesus tells them that you will do greater things than i did yeah and and it's really kind of cool to see these disciples who are powered by the holy spirit going out and almost immediately it wasn't like it was years later this is like almost immediate mm-hmm. in you know results and uh boy i just wish church was like that yeah and because it is literally the church that will change the city it's not going to be politics right. it's not going to be a republican or democrat or independent it's not going to be riots in the street it's mm-hmm. not going to be chaos it's not going to be economics rise or fall it is the church that can and should change the city yeah and uh mm-hmm. so that's what it is no i love that so the third idea though going with that really flows right into that andy is that kingdom over culture the cultural relevance the cultural relevances are not equal to the kingdom's truth. And this comes from second Timothy three verses one through five, where um, Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, but understand this, that in the last days there will become times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, I'm still not done, treacherous, (laughs) (laughs) reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. That pretty much covers everything. I would just love to ask Paul, (laughs) where can we go to avoid such people if you live in 2021? Right. Like, you take one step outside your house, you take one step out of the walls of the church, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bound to hit you. You can't even leave this parking lot and try yeah. to cross the street to go to Sheets. Right. Probably without, you know, somebody driving who's, you know, a lover of self or right. reckless or something like that. You know, it's just, it's everywhere. But that's the cultural norm. Yeah. And what Paul was doing is warning Timothy and the churches to not allow those kind of people to infiltrate theology and doctrine mm-hmm. into what they're believing and saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love what you said, you know, kingdom over culture. It has to be the kingdom of God first, not culture first. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, the world we're in is very culture, first, which is why it's in the chaos it's in. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, not, it's not kingdom first, you know. And one of the thoughts I had was the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. right? So the Lord's Prayer is a very good prayer. It's a, it's a structure of prayer. Jesus never meant that to be the only prayer that we pray. Mm. It was just a structure of prayer. Yeah. But he starts like, you know, he kind of says, pray like this is our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he says this in verse 10 of Matthew 6, your kingdom come, your will be done mm. on earth as it is in heaven, right? Yeah. So that's a that to me is a powerful, powerful point because what you're doing is saying, I don't have to wait until I'm dead to enjoy the kingdom of God. Yeah. Mm. I talked to somebody this past Sunday who came out of service with tears in their eyes. They were a visitor first time here. And they came out and they're like, I need his kingdom now, mm. like mm. in my everyday life. Wow. wow. He was like, I need it now in my everyday life. And it was just another reminder, like, yeah, we all do. Otherwise, we have culture. Yeah. You know, it depends on what we're feeding off of that. But, you know, it, it is what it is, right? We're in a world where there's a lot of cultural pressure. And then how that shows... You know, let's talk about anger for a mm. moment, right? There's a lot of angry people in the world. And yeah. so one of the ways that it shows if we're living kingdom-minded first is actually a very interesting passage in Matthew 8 or Matthew 5 where it literally says, you know, if someone slaps you in the face, turn on the right cheek, give them the left cheek. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's just a, a reminder, not that we're supposed to be bullied or yelled at and not be, you know, defend truth, but it is a good, because re- it's so anti-cultural. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. culture says, you slap me, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> right. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you more. Yeah. 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 But how often did Jesus say, no, it's not, it's not that. You yeah. give them the other cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, you honor those. You love those that are your enemies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he even says, go further. If somebody robs you, give them everything. Yeah. Right. If somebody needs a student, give them everything. Just, it's that mentality that is so, but it's attractional, right? Mm-hmm. So like you said, if, we're, if the church is going to change the city, the attraction isn't the lights or haze or whether or not we got a million followers on YouTube, although that'd be nice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, That's not the, the attraction is... Show people Jesus because it's so different mm. than culture. Yeah, mm. so incredibly and it's different. genuine. And yeah, it's authentic and it's caring and yeah. it's loving. It is yeah. is a reflection of Christ. Yeah, it is truly what the church should be. I mean, again, we've talked about it in kind of all three of these points. But what was great about the early church is there were no nonprofit organizations. There were no, mm. you know, government really that wasn't stroking a check to help anybody in need. Oh, no, especially like, back then. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like they were taking, there was tax collectors on, on that were greedy and taking things above and beyond your normal taxes. Right. And But what the church did, what the early church did was gave to anyone who had need. Yep. So that was part of the transformation of the city as well. well. And where do you think you hospitals know? came from? Right. That you might not know this church history. Mm-hmm. Hospitals were started by the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about. I mean, just that's even ties into like the symbolism we still use on yeah. hospitals today, yeah. where it's like the cross, yeah, right, know, or mm-hmm. the snake wrapped around yeah. the 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 pole that you see on an ambulance. Like mm-hmm. the church was very uh, monumental in, yep. in establishing a lot of things that we need and enjoy to this yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, the, oh, sorry. I was just no, going to say go the culture. Um, that we're living in now, I think sometimes we have a hard time like bringing it together where it's like, okay, that's easy for y'all to say back then who was walking around slapping people in the face and then <laughs> offer another cheek. But they literally were dealing with that. Like mm-hmm. they were under Roman oppression yep. where at any given oh, point, yeah. a citizen of Rome could basically just ruin your day yep. just mm-hmm. because they felt you were less than them. Right. You know, they, 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 they would see you at Walmart and they say, Hey, you, uh, whatever, you know, carry my groceries. I live two miles away. Right. So that goes into the verse where Jesus is talking about go an extra mile with them. Yep. Like, just go above and beyond. Yep. And I think that's hard for us to wrap our minds around how that could you know, function in society yep. today. Yep. Yeah. It is because, you know, the American church is very spoiled. Mm. We don't face the persecution that people even around our own country or our, or our world now face. Mm. Yeah. You know, true. and we certainly don't face the persecution that the disciples faced. Mm. And so, to some degree, I think the American church has gotten a little soft, a little lazy. You know, where it's like, well, why do I need all of that? You know, I'm, I'm not under persecution. In fact, I can share Jesus anywhere I want to share him. And usually mm-hmm. people are like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. <laughs> you know, right, right. Where other parts of the world, it's like you utter that name and you could be dead, you know, or your family's going to die. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so we got to take advantage of being in a great country to spread the gospel even yep. more. So the fourth and final one is this as we wrap up, that the church is the extension of God's love and his light. In Matthew 5 13, he talks about the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, how will be salt uh, be restored? It's no longer good for anything, except to be thrown on, trampled under the feet. And then he relates it to the light of the world. The city on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. No, come on. That's right. Come on, little kids song. Let's go, little kids. Little kids, all the kids, all the kids listen to our podcast, you know, hide it under a bushel. No, no, I'm gonna let, let it. Shine. There you go. That's it. Uh, in the same way, uh, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works. 
and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. So all these relate to that, right? All mm-hmm. everything we just talked about all relates to that. But we have an opportunity to be love and to be light, to be salt and light in the world. And that's the opportunity we have when we actually have hope in the church. So yeah. to me, the hope for the community is a church and the church people that are actually living out that verse. And it's reminding people in your life that the church is the hope of the world because, you know, through Christ, obviously. But it's like, I think, again, we get comfortable or we go, oh, people don't really want to hear that or people have their own church or, you know. But there's literally, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in most of the cities mm-hmm. that, you're, that that are listed to the pod, this podcast. There's somebody that needs the hope yep. of Christ mm-hmm. through the church yeah. and just invite them to be a part of it. And um, I think that's, that's really where that hope begins. Yep, absolutely. All right, everybody. We're done, Micah. Micah. Good Round job. One. Part so one. Part one complete. Done. In the well, books. Technically the part books. two. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. We look forward to having you join us again next week on The One Big Thought. <laughs>